640 handle here and the morning crew on a uh, Tuesday. Can you name that theme, Bell Handle? No, it's some sitcom. Gentle Ben. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, oh, great. I couldn't name it, and that's even more appropriate. Oh, morning crew. Incidentally, uh, Jennifer, I was just thinking uh, yes. if gold's at tw- about 1200 1217 an ounce, how much would a barrel of gold be? It'd be a lot. It'd be a lot of money. A barrel of gold. I a, want a lot of, gold. of money. Okay. Just <laughs> never never leave it alone, do you? All right. Uh, Gentle Ben was our theme song, and uh, it has to do with Ben Carson. Gentle Ben Carson. And I had said that uh, Ben Carson, uh, I thought, still do, uh, totally unqualified to run uh, the Department of Housing and Urban Development. And originally, when he first started running for president, I came out early days. You know how people come out early days for Donald Trump? And it was uh, the best thing that ever happened to them. People within government, uh, early uh I guess, are proponents of the Donald Trump philosophy and Donald Trump. So they did great. What did I do? Remember what I said with Ben Carson early days? He's nuts. The guy's out of his mind. He is crazy, although his credentials are phenomenal in terms of where he went to medical school, chief of uh, staff, I think, at, uh, where was he chief of staff? John Hopkins, I think, uh, uh, and the head of the neurological department or the neurosurgery department. That guy's brilliant. And then in 19, what year was that? Uh, 1987 at Johns Hopkins. uh, Hopkins, He uh, separated infant twins conjoined at the head. That made world news. Okay, now, that being said, let's move on to crazy life. Because I think right after that, probably 1988, it started going downhill very quickly. All right, so let's start with, uh, there's two points I want to make here, or two comments by Ben Carson. Making his debut as Secretary of Housing and Urban Urban Development yesterday in front of agency employees, here's what he said. They work not for themselves, but for their sons and their daughters, their grandsons and their granddaughters, that they might have an opportunity in this land. That's what America is about. A land of dreams and opportunity. There were other immigrants who came here in the bottom of slave ships, worked even longer, even harder for less. Okay, he's referring slaves came to the United States as immigrants. The bottom of slave ships. And, of course, uh, we've all seen uh, those, uh, not photos, but certainly those drawings and those plans in which you have uh, the top view of a slave ship. And it shows the slaves literally lined up like sardines. And uh, I don't know what percentage it was that died, but a good percentage died on the trip overseas uh, across the Atlantic, and they were just thrown in the water. The argument being that uh, only the strong are going to survive, which is true. And uh, therefore, you got the best slaves out there. And Ben Carson is calling them immigrants. Huh. Well, obviously a bad choice of word uh, words. Does he, I mean, does he really believe that it's the same class as people coming into Ellis Island and uh, trying to make America a home with the land of opportunity? I don't think so. And they were working 
for their sons and grandsons and granddaughters, leaving out the fact they were working for that white guy up on the hill in that white mansion. That's who they were working for. I don't think they were thinking much about their sons and grandsons. Well, maybe they were hoping that, hoping that they wouldn't be slaves. But nah, nah, working for the, the guy up on the hill, Massa or Massa up on the hill. Yeah. All right. That's a starter. All right. Immigrants. African-Americans. Slaves coming here as immigrants. Good enough. So uh, that's crazy number one. All right. Crazy number two uh, has to do with the brain power. Remember, keep in mind that he's a neurosurgeon. And this is he's talking about the brain, your brain. Uh, Justin, do we have the brain comment? We don't. All right. So let me uh, I thought we did. Okay, so. Uh, here is what he says about the brain. It remembers everything you've ever seen, everything you've ever heard. I could take the oldest person here, make a little hole right here on the side of the head, and he's pointing to his temple, and put some depth electrodes into the hippocampus and stimulate. And... Those people, you would be able to recite back verbatim a book you read 60 years ago. It's all there. It doesn't go away. You just have to relearn how to recall it, or you have to learn how to recall it. Well, obviously, after this story out of the Washington Post, after this comment, of course, the Washington Post, among other uh, reporters and news outlets, went to uh, neurosurgeons. Psychologists, people that deal uh, in terms of memory and uh, the, the physical layout of the brain and what happens and how memory works, both on a psychological level, but more importantly, on a medical level. And uh, the conclusion out there was pretty in- unanimous when they were asked. So uh, Dr. Carson made this comment about your the memory and how it doesn't go away. And you can remember something that uh, you read, a book you read 60 years ago. It's all there. And they analyzed it. And they looked at it. And they studied it, studied the comment, and came back with, huh? What's he talking about? He's nuts. Thank goodness. I don't know how much damage you can do with housing and urban development. But if there are any conjoined uh, employees, they have a shot. Does that is that one or two, incidentally, on uh, the federal payroll? Is that a double pension or a single pension? Oh, I think it's two. I, it probably would be two. You don't think so, Justin? You think it's one? I think one. it's one. I think because you got the same uh, residents. I don't, th- and they can't they can't be employed independently. But they have two hearts, two souls, Justin. Don't those deserve to be paid? When has the IRS cared about souls? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, souls. Uh, all right, John McCain uh, is asking for proof of the POTUS wiretap claim. And, you know, it's just news after news after news. This Because of, I think, AmericaCare, uh, Obamacare business disappearing, this may not be as making as big news as it was yesterday. But it's not going away, and this one is going to hurt the president. And I'm going to explain why as soon as we come back. KFI AM 640. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. I can't believe she's mine. 
AFI AM uh, 640. Bill Handel here on uh, March 7th, Tuesday. All right, plenty more to talk about this morning. Gary and uh, Shannon up at 10 o'clock. All right, now, uh, this issue with the wiretapping has uh, gotten some big, big news. With Saturday night, the president accusing the Obama White House of wiretapping him, or at least, well, I think he did say him, but... uh, People within uh, Trump Towers. And uh, it was, uh, needless to say, explosive, to say the least. And from all the news reports that we're hearing, and even the most conservative of the news reports, the word unsubstantiated is being used. I mean, a lot. So the uh, president, Sean Spicer, uh, is asked, uh, who represents the president, where, where did this information come from? I mean, we don't see it. And even you've got senators who say, we don't see it. Republican senators, we we don't see it. And Spicer uh, wouldn't actually say that there was anything specific. Uh, What he said is uh, there was no doubt the Obama administration conducted some type of surveillance of the Republican presidential campaign. Uh, There's no question that something happened. The question is, it's a surveillance Is it a wiretap or whatever? And he said uh, during an off-camera briefing, there has been enough reporting that strongly suggests something occurred. Well, unfortunately, all the reports are saying unsubstantiated. And they're trying to figure out where did this come from? Because Spicer and the White House refused to say this is where we got the information. They just said, we got it. And look at all these news reports that are covering this. Well, the problem is the news reports are covering that the president said this. And it looks like it started with uh, the radio show of Mark Levin, who's a talk show host, who is known as, well, he's sort of out there. He is an avowed conspiracist, and he went through an entire series of facts and dates uh, in which I'm looking at these. And uh, the way I see it is there are bits and pieces that are put together. And when you look at it in total, there it is. Proof positive. President Obama wiretapped Donald Trump. Looking into the connection between the Russians, Russian authorities, and people within the Trump campaign, during the campaign. And that's the investigation that's going on. And so the Senate and the House looking into it. And from what I'm looking at, there ain't much there other than the allegation. Because here's where it went. This is what we're seeing so far. And I haven't seen anything else. Mark Levin uses his Thursday evening show to outline all the steps taken by President Barack Obama uh, in the last months to undermine Donald Trump's presidential campaign. And then later on, the administration. And uh, other than these pieces that are going back and forth, Pfizer requests and BuzzFeed talking about a CNN story. And uh, the NSA news sharing, that, I mean, it just goes on when you're talking about maybe 20 different things that are put together. And, proof, and there's the proof positive. It's much like, uh, you know what I think? I'm thinking in terms of maybe TWA Flight 880 out of New York, Long Island, uh, that exploded. And somebody saw something over there. And the radar wasn't on the plane at that moment. And clearly, uh, it was shot down by American missiles. If you look at all the bits and pieces. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Looking for Bigfoot on television. 
it's here's a, an imprint of a toe and we saw something over there and this witness saw this and all of that you put together and there's proof that Bigfoot is around. I mean, that's what it sounded like. So Mark Levin does his story on Thursday night, picked up by Breitbart the next day or Saturday. Then it starts getting reported. Well, then the president on Saturday night does the tweet, right? right, Says outright uh, that Obama, the Obama administration wiretapped me, Trump Towers, during the course of the campaign. Horrible, bad, and sad, and whatever else he said. And then it's all picked up. Then the New York Times picks it up, and then it's picked up by news uh, outlets around the country. And that's what the well, the uh, Trump administration is pointing to, saying, you see, it's been picked up. The story is there, and it's all in these news outlets. Well, let's go back. Where did the story start? And when, you know, let me tell you, whenever the president says anything is picked up by the news media, I mean, literally, the president can say, I had eggs for breakfast this morning, and it comes out in the newspapers. And it turns out he really didn't. Why? Well, because someone saw something and thought it was eggs, and he saw a chicken going across, and, uh, you know, that's basically what I'm saying. So now you have uh, the White House saying, uh, you know, we don't have evidence, but we know it's there. I can't release the evidence. There's something there, and we're asking Congress to go ahead and investigate that while they're investigating, while they're investigating the Russian connection. So I want to come back because there's a few other things I want to point out about this. And this does not help the Trump administration either way. Assuming that the Obama administration did what the Trump administration is saying that was done I'm going to come back and tell you it's a mess. Either way, it's a lose-lose for Donald Trump and the White House. KFI AM 640. All right, Jennifer Jones-Lee, some news. Handle, we have some breaking news. President Trump had eggs from a chicken that was seen running near the White House for breakfast this morning. Just wanted to let you know. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. Post-truth. Alternative facts. Fake news. Truth. Facts. News. KFI. An iHeart Radio station. I was KFI AM uh, 640 handle here on March 7th, Tuesday. All right, the issue of uh, the claim of uh, Donald Trump saying that uh, the White House, the Obama White House, hacked, uh, wiretapped into into the campaign, and that is the Trump campaign as well as Trump Tower, people within Trump Tower. And uh, what's coming out of this is uh, that... Congress people, as well as many of us, saying, okay, where's the proof? It's a hell of an allegation, explosive allegation, where's the proof? And we haven't gotten it. And I'd love to see it. As far as uh, Sean Spicer, he said, there's no question something happened. Was it surveillance? Was it a wiretap or whatever? But there's enough reporting that strongly suggests something has occurred. Well, uh, if you look back to the reporting, it starts with the talk show host, Mark Levin, who came out with uh, his show and put together about 20 different things that if you put them all together just in the right way, it points out that there you could argue that there was hacking now uh, or argue about the wiretap. Now, here's the problem with that kind of reporting or statements. 
This is not the CIA that's taking little bits and pieces of intelligence, putting it together and making an educated guess that Osama bin Laden is in that house. I heard something over there. I heard something here. Uh, Someone said on his way to over here uh, that was overheard. And you put all that together and boy, there you have it. And that is what Mark Levin did. Put together 20, 30 pieces of information, which if you look at it in a certain way, you can say, okay, there's something here. Now you can look at it another way and say there's nothing there. Problem is when making these accusations, all right, the evidence has to literally be overwhelming. You have to have real evidence, concrete evidence. You cannot say, well, here and there and uh, what happened with the CIA in this instance and the FBI said this on that date and therefore there it is, put it all together. Uh, That becomes a conspiracy theory. And that's what's happened. Then Breitbart picks it up and then Donald Trump tweets it on Saturday night saying definitively there was a wiretap. And so you have John McCain saying, okay, I want to see it. Can you show it to us? And the White House not only is doubling down, but saying, we can't show it to you. We won't show it to you. Kellyanne Conway said, the president gets information that you don't get. As to the wiretap, whether it happened or not. Where's the security there? Where's the national security? I don't see it. Maybe there is. But you've got members of Congress, Republicans. Now, granted, Lindsey Graham and uh, John McCain hate the president. I mean, hate him. So they're certainly biased, and they're going to jump right on top of him. But do you think there has to be real proof here? Or do we just say any accusation by President Trump is, that's it, it's fact, right? There were Arabs Uh, Muslims in New Jersey cheering when the towers went down. There were 5 million or 3 million illegals, uh, illegal votes made for Hillary Clinton, and he would have won the, uh, he would have won the election there. There it's all there. And it doesn't matter if there's proof or there's not. And that's the problem. And so I don't mind the president making accusations. I mean, it happens all the time. I just think that it's incumbent upon the president of the United States to have some background, have some backing, say, okay, here's where I got it. It was a CIA report. I'll, red- I'll issue it and we'll redact the important parts. And we're not getting that. And the White House just keeps, that's one thing about this White House, it, keeps, it just keeps on doubling down. Now, was there, were there wiretaps? Yeah, I think there could very well have been wiretaps. Because you're talking about looking at the Russians who interfered with the election process. One of the very few people that don't think so is Donald Trump at the White House. They're saying, no, it never happened. Russians didn't interfere. Or at best, and I heard Kellyanne Conway saying that, well, maybe they tried, but they weren't successful. Okay, so let's take that statement. Maybe they tried. Is it worth investigating? And... Let's talk about the ties, and does anybody disagree there were ties, strong ties, between members of the campaign, the Trump campaign, and Russia, starting with Mike Flynn. He's gone. Paul Manafort, he was up to his eyeballs with the Russian, and Paul Manafort was the campaign chairman. I mean, is that worth investigating, or simply do we drop it? That's it. We just drop it. 
If it's an accusation uh, involving the Trump campaign and the Russians, particularly when you're looking at the Russians hacking and the campaign members, and which during the campaign, uh, you know what? I got to tell you, parts of that are illegal, and then parts of that are simply unsavory. And my question to you is, do we simply drop it and don't investigate it? Or what the president wants to do is he can't obviously stop that investigation. That's not possible because that's moving ahead with the Senate Intelligence Committee and moving ahead with uh, both Senate and the House. Called for, by the way, by the Republican chairmans. They could have said no investigation easily. And they're moving, oh, no, no, we're going to have an investigation. So with the Trump White House, the administration is saying, okay, you're going to have the investigation. But part of that investigation must be this allegation that President Obama wiretap Trump Towers. It's Now, we'll see if that's going to go forward. It very well might. But either way, I think uh, the president loses. I really do. Number one is it simply there's no evidence. They do an investigation, and they then uh, the uh, committees and say there's no evidence that there was uh, any kind of uh, wiretapping the the way that uh, President uh, Trump is saying. And then, of course, if that is reported, that becomes fake news. You know that, don't you? The very reporting of something that is anti-Trump is fake news. I mean, that's a given. Now, what if it turns out to be true? There was wiretapping. And it was based on real evidence, not made up evidence, which sometimes happens. But uh, you have the the CIA people, you have the FBI people that said, yeah, we went to FISA court because this is the evidence that we had. Now, it turned out that it wasn't so uh, clear cut that we could go forward. But this is the basis of going to FISA. There was some real stuff there. And if there was some real stuff there that can make the Trump administration look particularly good. So either way, it's a loss, at least the way I look at it. And then, and I've asked this question over and over again, uh, when you're talking about the Republican leadership and they hear and we hear uh, all of the stuff that uh, the president, that President Trump is issuing via his tweets that are just ludicrous on their face. I mean, just insane. What do they think? And Paul Ryan came up with absolutely the best answer. And that effectively is, and I'm paraphrasing, don't pay attention to any of that. Just look at the light at the end of the tunnel. Look at taxes. Look at repeal of Obamacare. Look at uh, making sure our borders are secure. And whatever else the president says, you have to basically just ignore it. It means nothing. And this is such an unusual president that uh, you shake your head and go, maybe that's the way to go. And if it works, let me tell you, if the jobs come back to the people that don't have jobs, uh, if factories are built here and not there, if President Trump gets what he is asking for and actually is able to pull it off, he can say whatever the hell he wants. I don't care. He can tell me that the world is flat, and I'm fine with that. He can tell me the moon landing was a fake. It's fake news that in 1969 we landed on the new, uh, on the moon. I'm fine with that. Bigfoot really does exist? Great. Good. Of course he does. All right. Talking about the difference 
between this presidency and any other presidency. Let me tell you what's going on at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, are those people pissed off? Also, there may be one or two people around or living in Trump Towers that's not particularly that are not particularly happy with the fact that the president lives there too. Whoa! Great story about Mar-a-Lago coming up. I'll share that with you. KFI AM 640. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. KFI AM 640 handle here, March 7th on a Tuesday, right before Gary and Shannon come aboard. Uh, come Monday, Wayne Resnick joins our morning show. Very excited. And we are going to share, I'm going to share some stuff about Wayne Resnick. You don't even know. Some inside baseball. Some some stuff. I've been listening all these years, and there are things that you uh, are going to discover. You right. are basically a Victorian-era lady. Uh, that's one of them. Okay, Uh, when we talk about this president being the strangest president out there, uh, it's not just the tweets. It's not just his position. It's just not just everything about Donald Trump, his statements, uh, the hyperbole. It's also about where he lives. And to show you what a brilliant businessman he is, he buys Mar-a-Lago. And this is, uh, it's uh, a home and it's a huge estate that was built, I think, in the early 1920s. And he ended up buying it for a fraction of the cost that it was going for. I mean, it's a great deal. And he remodels it, et cetera. And because he is so smart, it's just not a house. He also makes it a country club and sells memberships. Now, it's a limit to 500 people, according to Palm Beach, the town in which it is, under a 1993 agreement. And so uh, recently, initiation rates went to $200,000 to join. Uh, it used to be twenty-five dollars to $150,000. Early days, $25,000. And then you still pay, I think, $1,400 a month or something, and then food after that. Uh, but it's pretty pricey. Well, the problem is you have a president that lives there. It's the Florida White House. And how often do you have where a president lives where people have dinner and hang out at the same time? Security is a nightmare. Same thing with Trump Tower. He lives in an apartment in Trump Tower, the penthouse. The lobby is open to the public. He's got neighbors. Now, keep in mind, when presidents live in their own homes, uh, for example, President Obama in Chicago lives on this quiet street. They just block off every end of the street, and he's got six neighbors. And that's it. And And the Secret Service knows exactly who everybody is. They have no idea who's coming within proximity of the president. And the restaurant uh, at Mar-a-Lago, he just goes down there and eats with everybody else. Great. So needless to say, the uh, neighbors at Mar-a-Lago are pissed beyond pissed because they now have to deal with the, the president. I don't if you ever if you live on the West Side and when the president goes to one of these fundraisers in Brentwood or Hancock Park, whatever it. What does it do to this town? Well, look at Trump Tower, look at Mar-a-Lago, and this is constant. At least they're building a helipad in Mar-a-Lago so you don't have the convoys of cars blocking off traffic. It is just a nightmare. In the meantime, hey, that's a nice dress you're wearing. Thank you. How come you don't often dress up like that? What's going on? Well, it's 82 degrees outside, so I thought it was dress weather. Okay, light, summery dress? Yeah. Okay, 
How come you never wear a dress around here? Not here, I don't. It would be nice to see those legs. Ah, uh, yes. Well, actually, you know what I mean? no, it's not nice to see those legs. Put on I, a pair of heels? Nope. I keep that Give to... Give the people a show? Nope. I keep that to my home life and when I hang out with Justin. Got it. And John Thomas. Oh, let's not forget John Thomas. Who do you think <laughs> looks better in a dress, John or me? I don't know. Uh, John. I would have to see it. Yeah, John looks I would have to better. see it. I think it's a All close right. call. What is going on today? Um, well, why is there a shower in the studio? What's what's going on I there? don't know what that is. You have yeah. to take a picture of it. Because there's it, a shower curtain well, yeah, in the studio. A, yeah, and then there's some uh, drying machines there. Yeah, uh, I, there's a there's dry vax and a yeah. shower curtain, and no, it's stressing me out. Yeah, I have like, no idea. Like, what goes on in here when yeah. we leave? Yeah, I don't know. So we have Is to, this a John and Ken thing? No, it's actually for Fridays when John Thomas is here. Got it. That's how we're going to do Trump world from now on. Got okay, it. Got it. Well played. Uh, well, we've got a lot to talk about today. The CIA breaking into people's phones and TVs. Isn't that what you thought the CIA was doing anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Now you know how they do it. Casey Anthony, for the first time, speaks publicly about killing her daughter. She's laughing in this interview, talking about how she wishes her daughter, who would be 12, uh, w- would be alive and listening to classic rock. It's disgusting to hear this woman laugh. Kids destroy a daycare in San Pedro. This is good stuff. These are a couple of uh, good apples. And we have the move on all the free stuff around here. Free pancakes, free ice cream, free cupcakes. And we'll tell you because it's Tasty Tuesdays. Mm, But it's not. But there's no free uh, free uh, quinoa salad. No, I haven't found a free quinoa salad. yet. Quinoa. Yeah. Like you can tell I use that stuff a lot, don't I? All right. That was so douchey of me to correct you. Yeah, I know. I apologize. No, my pleasure. Also, it's Handle on the Law. It's uh, Handle on the Law (laughs) Tuesday, where I'm taking uh, calls, giving you legal advice, marginal legal advice. You can start just in a moment, and I'll start going for an hour. You can call 877-520-1150, 877-520-1150. Marginal legal advice off the air for future broadcast. And if you would like uh, some... Well, not even marginal. I would say right into bad most of the time. Legal advice, call 877-520-1150. You really sell it, don't you? You really sell it. Well, yeah. You You give good advice. Uh, Sometimes. All right. We'll compromise on sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, It depends on how you define sometimes. When Harvey Levin's on. Oh, yeah. Harvey gives great advice. Yeah, no, he does, actually. All right, uh, coming up, Gary and Shannon. Shannon, have a good show Thank as usual. You, sir. This is KFI AM 640.